He's, he's about ready to change you, change your life. Amen. Well, here's the deal, is that God has a plan for our lives. I believe God has a plan. I, I believe God knew what he was doing when, when, he, when, when, when he created you. Right? Uh, I, I don't know if, if you've heard this one before. Jeremiah 29, 11, anybody familiar with that one? He said, I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. The, the Message Bible says that God had it all planned out. He knows exactly what he was doing. He has plans to give you the future that you were hoping for. Now, that's why I'm hoping that you're hoping for something awesome. I'm hoping that you're hoping for something unbelievable. I'm hoping that you're hoping for something unreasonable. I, I, I hope that you're expecting God to do something unreasonable in your life because if he's going to give you the future that you're hoping for and all you're hoping for is an ice cream cone and a, and a drink of water, then you're going to get what you're hoping for and you're going to get that tonight, if guaranteed. If you're just hoping for ice cream and water, we got you covered. But what if you're hoping, what if your hope, what if your hope was that your life would radically change the lives of anybody you come in contact with? What, what if your dream, what if your hope, what if your passion was that the life that you live would make a difference that lived way beyond you? Maybe generation after generation, they'd still be talking about you. What if your dream was that the, the, the deposit that you made on the earth today, that it would not only impact your friends, but it would change your family? And it would change it from generation to generation. What if your expectation was unreasonable? Because you know, in order for you to hope that God would use you to change somebody else, but then you look in the mirror and you see you. <laughs> How are we going to be the people? You know, that have the ability. It's one thing to put it on a sign or maybe a t-shirt or get really brave and Put it on a bumper sticker. On my way to change the world. And you haven't quite learned to change your bed yet. <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, you might be sitting near someone that needs a diaper change. You know, because we are in church. And you know, Christians. And you know, you might want to mention to your neighbor that you know, them wet diapers get heavy. You, 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 you might just be in for a change. How are we going to be a people that are going to change the world? Man, it, it, you know, some of us have a, we just struggle in some of the craziest areas. But I'm here to tell you tonight that I, I really think that, that what God's stirring in us as a people, as a, as a body of believers, as, uh, you know, not, not, not just individuals, but, but definitely as an individual, but even bigger than that, because look at us, man. We're here on a Sunday night. You know, we, you, you know we're pressing in. We, we are pressing in. Everybody say press. press. Oh, come on. Say it loud. Press. I mean, listen to that. And we're believing God for something. And God has a purpose. And he wants to use you to change the world. You know, and, and, and we've, been, we've, been, we've been preparing, we've been getting ready for this, you know, and we've studied, you know, in Mark 11 where it says that Jesus sent the disciples and he said, when you, you're going to go over into a village opposite you. And, and, and we talked about how that when you're, on, when you're on target with God, it's like everything's opposing you. 
You know, Jeremiah 1.5 says that before I, before I formed you, I knew you, and, 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 and I sanctified you, I ordained you. It says that it's literally, if God had, it's as if God had a dream about the future, and he, and he saw where you were going to fit, and he started shaping you, and molding you, and, and equipping you, and, and, and to ordain is to empower you to fulfill his dream. I mean, think about this with me for just a minute, that God had a dream about the future, and, and he's empowered you to fulfill it. No wonder hell's coming against you. It ain't really about you. It's about the fulfillment of God's dream. And, and, and the enemy, you know, the enemy's going to oppose you. If you're, not, if you're not dealing with opposition, maybe it's because you're going the same direction as the enemy. You know, m- maybe... Wouldn't it be weird to find out that you are a born-again, spirit-filled believer and hell doesn't care? I mean, it's almost like, so what? Good for you. You know, there's a lot of people that blame the devil for all of their problems. That they're, Every situation that they're dealing with is the devil's fault. But most of the time, it's just the harvest of the seed that they've sown. Man, I've dealt with a lot of nasty harvest in my life, and I've got to tell you something. I wish it was the devil's fault. <laughs> See, I think God's been getting, I think God's been dealing with us for a while. Man, you're going to go over into that city, and, and yeah, there's going to be opposition, but, but you're going you're to find a cult that's tied up and that, that no one has ever ridden upon. You're going to find people, you're going to find areas of your life that you've never surrendered to any other authority, that you've always held control of that. There's areas in your life that you've always been the one in control. You've never surrendered authority to God in that area of your life. You've always been so close to the edge because you know what? That's the way the the, the modern day believer, especially in in the American culture, wants to live. He wants to live so close to the world that it's really difficult to differentiate between a believer and a non-believer. Because, you know, if we're going to be relevant then what we need to do is look exactly like people who don't know God. And we're going to live like people who don't serve God. And we're going to talk like people who've not met God. But in the secret place, and God's saying, I need to loose you from that mentality so I can use you to change the world because that mentality is never going to change the world. And I don't know if you've noticed, but our world needs hope. Yeah, you know, I mentioned it this morning. I, 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 told, I told the guys, I said, when I get to heaven, man, I don't want them to like just crack the door open a little bit and let me slide in and say, I guess you made it. That was close. I want the gates to swing open, the angelic host to stand at attention. I want heaven's worship band to begin to rock out some praise song as they declare, here comes a child of God who has fulfilled the purpose of God in his life. Come on. That's what I'm believing, God, for your life, that your life is going to make a difference, that you, that you are going to have the ability not just to talk about it, but I mean literally to daily demonstrate Satan's defeat in your life. 
that when the enemy throws something your way, I'm not saying that it ain't ever going to hurt. Man, I'm telling you, there's stuff in life that hurts. There's things in life that are difficult. There are moments that are challenging. But you have the ability to endure hardship. Matter of fact, the Bible says that you must endure. It doesn't say you might. It says you must endure hardship as a good soldier. That, that, man, I'm telling you, it's going to come, but guess what? You have the ability through God to, 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 to rise up and be the victorious one, to conquer, to, to, to be a conqueror, to be a warrior. You have the ability to change the world and hell right now. You, we're not the only ones having a meeting. They're having a meeting in hell right now about you. And there's demons that have been set on assignment. Oh, I don't even believe in that stuff. Who cares whether you believe in it or not? You know, I don't believe in demons. Have you noticed who's running for office? <laughs> Man, the whole thing's just a bunch of demons. <laughs> oh, don't, don't talk about that. Oh, don't get nervous. Is Man, I just thank God that the hope of mankind doesn't rest on that. Man, they're, they're having a meeting in hell right now. What's going to happen if, 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 if you open up and receive, if you hear what God's saying tonight? They're, they're like freaking out. What are we going to what, what do, man? What are we going to do if Jesse Graves decides to refuse to be the old Jesse, but to be the true Jesse. What are we going to do if Alfredo decides to stand up and go against all the voices that have ever spoken about him and against him, and the situation that he's, you know, just the environment that he's lived in? What if he decides that, you know what? I'm not going to let that shape me. I'm going to let the Word of God shape me. I'm telling you, hell's having a meeting about you right now. And, 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 and there are forces that have been, and it is my opinion and my, my belief that there are forces that have been assigned to do everything they can to distract you, especially for the next 30 minutes. So that you won't that you won't receive this, but I'm, I, I, just want, I just want you to understand something tonight that I'm not talking to the guy sitting next to you. I'm not talking to your spouse. I'm not giving you a word that you can send to your mother-in-law and hope that she would get free somehow. By the way, hello, Bonnie. I hope you're listening. <laughs> I made myself laugh. But I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you tonight. I think God's talking to you tonight. Because, you know, there are people who have lived a life and their life has made a difference. There are people, uh, people of God who, who, have, who have not seen uh, the life that God's called them to as, as some type of a sacrifice, but as an act of worship, that they have stepped into the role for which God called them and created them and equipped them, and they have seen the glory of God pour through them, and their lives have been radically changed and empowered, but uh, so have the lives of masses of people around them. And see, and I believe that that's what God's wanting to do in you. I believe that God wants to take a Ron Swamby and shake this region. 
I, I, really, I really believe that God wants to take a Michael Novakovich or Novakovich. It depends on how you want to say it. Uh, that, that God's going to take a, a Michael and he's going he's to open doors for him and put him in places of influence that, that, that are, is going to be amazing. I, I think God has moved some of you from one side of the state to, to the other side of the state. Hello? I, I think that God has brought you to a place where he can speak to you so he can equip you so that your life could make a radical difference. But it won't happen if we, let me tell you what's, what won't make it happen is you and I sitting around just kind of hoping that something cool takes place. I'll even give a $7 offering, man. No, Paul said, you know, you, you, Paul said in, in, in Philippians, in, in the third chapter of Philippians, these are very familiar scriptures, but in, in the third chapter of Philippians, he said, listen, I, I don't want you to think that I've, I've got this thing down. I, I'm not up here trying to, to brag. I, I haven't attained this thing. And I really like that. I really like the fact that, that, that he, he says, you know, hey, I, I haven't already done this or I, I'm not perfect, but, but I press. Everybody say press. press. I press that, that I might take hold. Listen, this is a cool statement. That I might take, lay hold of that for which Christ has laid hold of me. I want to lay hold of that for which Christ has laid hold of me. And so here's what I do in, verse, in the next verse. Listen to what he said. I don't count myself to apprehend it, but this one thing I do, I'm going to forget the past. And some of you guys, you know what, you, you, just need to, you just need to sever that tonight. You just need to say, you know what, the past is the past, and the power of the past is going to be broken in my life once and for all. I'm not carrying that. I'm not carrying the weight of that anymore. Hey, I, 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 I'll just confess, my past sucketh. That's King James Version. My past has moments of sucketh in it. But I'm not, I'm not going to hang on to that. I'm going to forget that and, and, and reach. I'm going to stretch and press towards the things which are in front of me. I'm going to press toward what, what God's called me to. And, and look at verse 14. This is, this is the kicker. I press toward the goal for the prize of, of the upward call, the highest calling of God. And I press toward the high calling. I'm going to press toward the high calling. I'm going to run after with every ounce of energy that I can muster. My entire being is now going to focus on going after that for which Christ got a hold of me. I'm not going to settle to take hold of anything other than that for which Christ has called me. Uh, the, the reason that he, that he created me, the reason that he formed me, I'm going to press. I'm going to press. I'm going after this thing. I'm tired of messing around. I'm tired of being half-baked. I'm tired of being half-hearted. I'm tired of being halfway in. I'm going after this thing with everything I got, and I'm going to go get that for which God got a hold of me. There's a purpose and a plan for my life, and I'm not going to settle for anything. And the very first thing I think that you have to do, and I hope you're writing this down, but the very first thing you have to do is, you, number one, you have to get dissatisfied with the life that you've got. you got to get dissatisfied with just being okay. You know, we compare you to some backslidden jack wagon. We can't hardly tell the difference. You've got to just say, no, I'm not going to live a life that's so close to the, to the life of those. Man, you know, if anything, we, we have God in us. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in this mortal body. And I'm supposed to walk around and live. Nobody can tell the difference between somebody who has the life of God in them and somebody who doesn't. I'm thinking that the people without hope are actually hoping that the people of hope would actually know what hope is all about.
You know, when the phone rings and tragedy is struck, and it's not, it's not like every few years, it's like every few days when a family calls in. You know what? We gotta have something. You gotta have something. There, there, there's something in you. You you have eternal life. Eternal life, Zoe, Z-O-E, the Greek word, Zoe. More life than death. More joy than sorrow. More peace than chaos. More hope than despair. More provision than lack. More healing than sin. You have Zoe life. You have God. You carry around God. And I, I got to tell you this. I think if you actually start to let God come to the surface in your life, somebody is going to notice. I think there's a chance that the people you work with are going to recognize something is a little different about you. But you can, not if you're satisfied fitting in. Not if you're satisfied just going to church. Man, I'm going to just be satisfied if I just make it to heaven. That will not satisfy the people who are going to use their life to change the world. You've got to get dissatisfied with, with, with just barely making it. In, 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 you got to get dis. No, I, I refuse for my marriage to be just like somebody who's got a marriage that ain't got God in it. I refuse for my relationship with my children to be like some, like like almost almost. Oh, maybe it's better. Maybe it's not. Depends on what day it is. From somebody who ain't got God. No, that's the wrong result. You got to you got to make a decision. I will not be satisfied with just an ordinary life, when I have the life of God on the inside of me. Man, there's something extraordinary about a power that'll cause a dead man to rise up and walk again. There's something, there's something extraordinary about a power that will, that, that'll, that'll empower somebody to, to go through a fire, but the flame doesn't kindle upon them. There's something extraordinary about having the ability to walk through the flood, but the flood doesn't overtake them. There's something extraordinary, and it's not experienced by people who are satisfied with the ordinary. Well, I just want to go to church every now and then, you know, 1.4 times a month, call myself committed. You're giving up on the power of God in your life. You know, a statement we're all very familiar with, you get what you pay for. You can't be satisfied. You can't be satisfied. You got to get dissatisfied with your current experience. And I don't care who you are. You got to get dissatisfied. No, I'm not satisfied with that. No, God, I'm, I'm grateful for everything that you've done and all of that, but guess what? No, mm, I'm, I'm not satisfied with that. I'm not satisfied with that. I'm, I'm not satisfied with us having a, a, a church that, you know, I don't know if you've noticed, but we kind of need to go to two services on Sunday. I'm not satisfied with having a church that just needs to go to two services on Sunday, and maybe, maybe we can get a few more people coming on Saturday. I'm not satisfied with that. I'm not satisfied with us just having church and doing services and, and, and eating hot dogs and having free ice cream and, and, and maybe figuring out how to, how to live stream. Maybe we can figure out how to live stream. That would be cool. Let's just figure out. No, I'm not satisfied with that. 
I, I want our lives to impact this region. I want our influence to grow. I, I, I want hell to freak out every time somebody from, the, from this body steps out onto the street. When, when, I don't want you satisfied with just going to work and going home and going back to work and going home and going back to work and going home. I don't want you satisfied living that life. I don't want you satisfied just, well, maybe, maybe if I try hard, I can be the top salesman. Maybe if I try hard, I can get a promotion. Maybe if I work hard. No, I don't want you satisfied with that. I, I don't want you satisfied with that. I want you to have a dissatisfaction that keeps you awake at night, that will not let you sleep until you have direction from the Word of God, that you know exactly the step that God's called you to do. See, I believe that if you get dissatisfied long enough, it won't be long till a devotion will be birthed out of that dissatisfaction. See, I think that's, I think that's what old Paul had. I think that's what set him apart. Is that, you know, he said, man, I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even looking back, man. I'm pressing it. I'm pressing it. There's a devotion that's, that you can hear it in his voice. There's a devotion there. And it's a devotion that causes all other devotions to begin to lose their grip on you. See, I'm not satisfied being an average church attender. And all of a sudden, that, that dissatisfaction gives birth to a devotion. Be, be careful, be, be careful, because if you make a decision, if you make it, I, no, I choose to not be satisfied with it. I choose, no, I, I'm not accepting that. See, that's what Romans 12, 2 was talking about when he said, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove to yourself that God's will is good, perfect, and acceptable. That the only thing I'm willing to accept is God's will for my life. I will not accept anything other than God's will for my life. And that, that, that choice to, to choose to be dissatisfied, to develop that, that dissatisfaction, and it'll birth a devotion, a devotion in you that will begin to cause other devotions to lose their grip. Be careful because if you say, okay, God, and during this revival, and this is what I'm believing for this week, that, 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 that we will stir up something on the inside of us that'll, that'll force us to a place of dissatisfaction. We're, not, we're, we're, not, we're just not happy with, with singing a couple songs. No, I, I don't want to sing a couple songs. I want to bring the presence of Jesus into this environment, and I want it to change the atmosphere, and I want miracles to happen to people who don't believe in them. But if you make that decision and you get dissatisfied, all of a sudden it'll birth a, a, a devotion, and your devotion to the Seahawks might take a second seat. Be careful. Be careful because your, your, your devotion to, you know, to, to alcohol. And one of the guys showed me a video of him breaking that devotion, pouring stuff down the sink. The human mind cannot comprehend what one act of obedience can produce in the, as far as God's response. You, you can't dream up. The, matter of fact, the Bible says that Man, eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered the heart of any man. The things that God is prepared to do for those who love him. Do you know that God is prepared to do some things for you? Do you, do you know that God is prepared to do some things for you? He is he's prepared to do some things for you. That, love, that have a devotion to have a devotion. You know, my God, what's going to happen if, if my devotion to God begins to push out my devotion to Harleys? 
What's going to happen if my devotion to God begins to, 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 to cause other devotions in my life to lose their grip? What's going to happen if, if, if all of a sudden my devotion to God, it, it, starts, making, it starts making choices for me? Because you know uh, the word devotion, it's an assignment to a purpose. It is a single-minded passion. That's why he said, you know, I'm going to forget all these other distractions. If my devotion is to that for which Christ laid a hold of me, you've got to be careful because if you decide, I, I, I'm going to live a dissatisfied life, I, I refuse to settle to live a life that hell doesn't even care about. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get serious, and I'm, I'm going to get dissatisfied, and, and I'm going to press. I'm going to press. I'm going to use this week of revival services to, to press into a place where uh, dissatisfaction takes over my life, and, and I'm, I'm going to let it give birth to a devotion. All of a sudden, that devotion will open a door, and direction that you've never had will begin to reveal itself to you. See, right now you might be asking God for direction in your life, but, but if you want to acknowledge where you are, it's really hard to receive direction that leads to where you should be. Because you open up, it's like opening up a map and, and, and somebody's printed off, you know, the, 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 the Google, the, 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 what do they call it, the GPS for you so that you can get from where you are to where you're going. And you look at it and it doesn't make any sense because it says you're starting here, but you, you're, not that, you're not at the starting point. I don't even know where that's at. Well, that's where you are. No, I, I'm not there. No, that's where you are. No, I'm not there. Yeah, I'm not far from God. I'm not running from God. I, I'm, not, I'm not separated from God. Yeah, but what's all that sin in your life? Well, no, they, they, that, that ain't sin. That ain't sin. Man, you know, uh, we got grace that covers that. No, you got grace to empower you to break that. Man, what, what, here's what's going to happen if you get dissatisfied with that normal life and a devotion to God is birthed. He's going to begin to direct your steps. And I'm going to tell you something. There's just something, about, there's just something about this God that we serve that's kind of demanding holiness. Man, he wants you clean. He doesn't want you in bondage. He doesn't want you, you know, so he, don't want to, he doesn't want you having to surrender your life to, to stuff that's got control over you that has no right to be a part of the believer's life. Oh, man. I think he's, I think he's starting to meddle now. Well, do you want to change the world? How are you going to change the world if you can't change your habits. Man, there's things in our life that God wants us liberated from. See, I believe that if you, I, I, I believe that if you get so dissatisfied that it births a devotion, and that devotion will begin to bring direction, the direction in your life, and he'll start by get, directing your steps, and he's going to walk you into a place of freedom like you ain't never been before.
But it's hard to walk into a freedom when you won't acknowledge a bondage. In John 8, he said, if you continue in my words, you're, in my word, you're going to be my disciple, and you're going to know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And those guys said, wait a minute, wait, whoa, 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 who, you, who, who do you think you're talking to? Man, we're not in bondage. Don't you, don't you see who we are? Listen, if you can't see your bondage, you ain't ever going to see your freedom. Isn't it strange that you will struggle to give up things that you swear have no control over you? Well, then what's the deal? I mean, if it has no control, let it go. You got to be real careful with this dissatisfied thing because it'll, it'll birth a devotion that'll give you some direction. But that direction will demand a determination that you have never had before. And you, you, you're going to have to have a determination that says, you know what, I will, I will not be shaken. I'm not backing down. I'm not caving in. I'm not giving up. Well, you, you know, that might cost you some of those friends. Well, man, if, if I have a friend that doesn't want me to be stronger in God, he's not really a friend, so here we go. Man, I, 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 I'm believing God that this week that we're going to become so dissatisfied with life as normal, life as it is, that it's going to birth a, a devotion that's going to cause direction to come, and we're going to find ourselves being faced with, with, with something that demands a determination that says, you know what, this question has been asked and answered, and there's, I don't have to give a second thought anymore that if it's, if it's this or God, I'm going with God. Hey, well, what if it kills me? I'm going with God. What if it costs me? I'm going with God. What, what, what if it embarrasses me? I'm going with God. What if it separates me? I'm going with God. Hey, what, what if it isn't easy? I'm going with God. What if it isn't fun? Well, I'm going with God. I have made a determination. Why? Because I got dissatisfied with living this normal life, and this dissatisfaction has birthed a devotion in me that is causing all other devotions to lose their grip and has brought me to a place where I have much clearer direction in my life. But that direction is demanding that I have a determination that's greater than any determination I've ever had before in my life. And you know what it's called? It's called discipline. I don't like discipline. Nobody likes to be disciplined. Well, that's odd, because it's where we get the same word as disciple. See, I want to be a Christ follower without having to follow any rules. I want to be a Christ follower, but I want actually Christ kind of to follow me, because this is the direction I want my life to go, and I want him to chase along behind me and bless everything I do. And if he doesn't do it, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to change churches. <laughs> you got that right. If I don't get what I want, when I want, how I want it, and as long as I want it, guess what I'm doing? I'm switching brands. Because <laughs> I will find somebody who will live to make me happy. <laughs> Why? Well, because when you say, I need to be dissatisfied, 
What that means is I'm not going to satisfy me no more. Wait. Wait a minute. See, I, I thought if we came to revival, we'd get something. I want to get something that satisfies me. I didn't know I was coming to get this. Satisfied. <laughs> what happened? What, what happened? Yeah, I, I like words. I love prefixes. The prefix is a grammatical stem added to the beginning of a word to change the meaning of that word. The prefix dis means to push or press out of. So when you are dis satisfied, you've been pressed out of satisfaction. So you're saying what you want us to believe God for is a move of the Spirit that will cause me to be pushed away from that which satisfies me. Yes. Because it ain't about you. See, here, here's what God wants to do. He wants to empty me of me. Scubulon. It's the Greek word for crap. God wants you to move away from pleasing you and have a devotion to pleasing him. And if you'll make the decision to not do what pleases you, to be dissatisfied, if you make a decision to be pressed out of a position, uh, man, man, Christians, church people, we, everything we do is so satisfying. So satisfying. I love to be a greeter. It's so satisfying. What's satisfying about that? I get to hug people. Stop that. Okay, okay quit hugging people because people, you know what? We're trying to reach the lost. They don't want to be hugged. Yeah, but you don't understand. This is my ministry. No, it's not. Uh, this might be hard for you to take. You might have to get a CD and listen to this four or five times. This is not your ministry. This is actually Shelby and mine. This is our ministry. It's actually Christ's ministry, but he called us to lead it, and we're not here to satisfy you. Well, I need a hug. Well, that doesn't mean you should be a greeter. If you're doing it for you, Scubulon. <laughs> so satisfying. See, some of us struggle because, well, I don't like that music. We weren't playing it for you. I don't like these songs. We weren't singing them for you. 
I don't like, yeah, it's not about you. And God's saying, I want you to choose to grow up and allow yourself to be dissatisfied so I can birth a devotion that'll change your direction, that'll empower you with determination to be a disciple that I can flow through to change the world. That's what I'm believing for. That's what I'm praying for. That's what I'm crying out to God for. That we can find some people. You know what, you, you know what we're going to see this week? See, I, I keep telling you, I've been in revivals most of my life. And what we see at a revival is you see a determination. You see, you see a, a repetitiveness. You know, when, when the altars fill up and there's certain faces that we're going to see over and over again because, well, what are they doing? They're in the press. They're pressing in. They're pressing in. They're pressing in. And they're pressing in. And, and we, get to, we get to do something in a relational level with people who are pressing in. We get to recognize that there, there's, here's people with hunger. And, and see, some people have, uh, well, what, what they have is an excuse. Um, well, that's not my personality. Yeah, that would be dissatisfactory to you dissatisfying. And I'm telling you, I'll be looking at faces over the next few days of people that are pressing. And I'll begin to know who I'm fasting for and who I'm believing for and who I'm reaching for and who you guys need to be pushing. You know, because every single one of us, you know what we need to do? We need to get in the press. You know, there's a scripture that says it occurred as the people pressed upon Jesus to hear the word of the Lord. It occurred. Things happen. It will happen for you if you'll press to hear God. God can liberate you if you'll choose to be dissatisfied. God I don't want to be satisfied anymore. I don't want to be satisfied anymore. I refuse to be satisfied. Birth in me a devotion to you, to your purpose. God, God if you had a dream about the future and you saw where we were going to fit and you've called us together and you've brought our lives together, Think about this for just a minute. If God had a dream about the future and he started shaping us and molding us and he, he's, put, he's put us, even just tonight, he's brought us in this room, but there's something bigger, something bigger than, than us at stake here. And if we can get past just trying to please ourselves and, and just realize that, oh God, we are totally devoted to fulfilling your dream. And God would come hell or high water. I know there's going to be opposition. I know, I know there's going to be, uh, you know, forces that come against us. But no weapon 
formed against us can prosper. And God, if we, if we get this devotion developed and, and we see the direction and all of a sudden, see, the enemy's lied to you your whole life. He's lied to you. And, he, and, he, and, he, and he's even told you, ma'am, see, the enemy's told you that you failed, that you screwed up, and that it's over. But I'm here to tell you, don't be satisfied with that. That's an unsatisfactory answer. Because God had a dream, and he saw you in it. And he's reaching into you right now. And he's saying, come here. Let me give you direction. Let me give you direction. Let me walk with you. Just, just walk with me. I'm, I'm going to walk you into victory. I'm going to walk you. Uh, you. You know some of that stuff that you've experienced in your life? Are you ashamed of some of that? Yeah. yeah. Guess what? I'm going to walk you out of shame. Because there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ. You know that past? You know that past that you've experienced? Was, was some of that painful? Yeah. I'm going to walk you out of that pain. Hmm. Hmm. Remember when the enemy told you you were worthless? Yeah. I'm going to walk you into a, an elevated sense of value. Because you're my child. You're my daughter. I love you. I lo don't you be satisfied with a broken, defeated existence. Don't you be satisfied believing some lie that points to every mistake, every mishap, everything. Because here's what God is going to do. He's going to take every one of those things that the enemy tried to use to hurt you, and he's going to turn it, and he's going to use it for your good. He's going to bless you. He's going to give you a voice, and you're going to speak into the lives of young women. And you're going to bring rescue and hope to kids that ain't got no hope. And there's people that are, that, that are bound, and you're going to be able to speak to them, and you're going to, you're going to take them by the hand, and you're going to walk them out of that bondage. And you're going to have the ability to look them in the eye and say, hey, don't feel bad. I know where you've been, but get excited because I also know where you're going. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I release, I release my sister into the destiny for which she was birthed. You know what I want you to do? Just lift your hands. I, I want you, everybody, to get up on your feet for just a minute. Just sit up on your feet and just lift up holy hands. Say, I don't do that. Yeah, this might not be satisfying to you, but it's really satisfying to God. Because you know what? The Bible says that you would lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubt. Without wrath and without doubt. And just lift them up tonight. Just lift them up. Because God's going gonna to do something. He's about ready to do something now that's going to change your life forever. And if you're in this room, you know, Father, right now we just celebrate your presence. God, we celebrate, we press in. And God, we, we put a draw on the Holy Ghost right now. God, Holy Spirit, come fill this room. Fill this room. Walk among us now. Liberate us. Free us. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
And if you're in this place, listen to me. If you're in this place and you realize that you have bought in to a truth, to a reality that is dissatisfactory, that that is not the reality for which God birthed you, created you, shaped you, and formed you. What I want you to do is in the spirit, yeah, matter of fact, in the flesh, just step out and move right down here. And we're going to let him walk us out of that bondage and out of that shame and out of that fear and out of that hurt and out of that wound and out of that trouble and out of that fear. And we're going to let him walk us right into the place for which he's called us to be. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we magnify you. We magnify you, Lord. We magnify you. God, I thank you for this man of God who's pressing in. He's pressing in. And God, there's something on the inside of him that's calling out for more. There's something, there's something on the inside of him that's placing a demand on you and your spirit, your presence in his life and, and direction. And God, right now, I, I just come against every force that's trying to prevent him. There's something that's trying to paralyze him. There's something that's trying to stop him. And God, right now, in Jesus' name, I release him. I free him from any force that's against him. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I stir up the mighty man of God. Now rise up in Jesus' name. They that wait upon the Lord, they shall rise up. Rise up, O man of God. Don't be intimidated. Don't be fearful. No second thoughts. Step into it. Step into it. God's opening a door. Step into that door. In the name of Jesus. I just release it. I release it into you now in Jesus' name. My God. My God. Somebody give God a praise. Thank him right there. Come on, let's just press into the Spirit for just a minute. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, that you're doing a work in this mighty man of God. And that this mighty man of God is being pulled to a level, to, to a place he's never been at before. God, everything that he's ever thought, God, that you're rearranging all of that. So we're going to forget those things which are behind, and we're going to press into that which lies ahead. And God, I release the anointing to flow through this vessel right now in Jesus' name. He's loose him so you can use him in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, be set free in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody shout victory up in here. God, we magnify you. Hallelujah. You guys, just lift your hands and just begin to worship. We're going to come. We're going to pray. We're going to minister to you. But just worship God and let the Spirit of God change you from the inside out. In Jesus' name. This whole